Father, I just pray, Lord, that you will just... Uh, I thank, thank you, first of all, that you've already spoken. You've already imparted. You've already uh, moved by your Spirit. I pray, Lord, that what you gave me to share, these few thoughts that I'm going to share now, that your, the power of the Holy Spirit will come down on this meeting to heal the sick, to cause the lost to find a connection with you. And for those that are trapped, addicted, bound, struggling, will be released. And Lord, you would restore and refresh and renew your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Just to uh, um, dispel a myth, I haven't retired, okay? Just turn to somebody and say, Dave hasn't retired. <laughs> I've just stopped running City Church. That's what's happened. What the Lord wants me to do at the moment is help everybody else's church, and that's what I'm doing. The way it's taking the form at the moment is I'm effectively doing one-night revival services all over the country. And God is breaking out. And actually, it's quite wonderful, really, because God will say to me, I'm going to do this, and I'll get there. And God's already done it. It's quite embarrassing, really. I'm, I, I say, well, I feel God's going to do this, and when I get there... He's already started. I'm like yesterday's news. <laughs> Praise God. Um, and uh, it's just wonderful. So what the Lord said to me, uh, the way I'm doing my ministry at the moment is quite different to the way I was when I was here all the time, is that I just basically hear God tell me he's going to do something. So basically I go to the church and then um, I have a message built around what I believe God has said. And then I just give that as quick as it can. And then we start praying. And the movement of the Holy Spirit and the power of God touching people's lives and the response has sometimes been double the time I've spoken. So most of the meetings being ministry. So what I'm going to do today is what the Lord said to me today. Uh, James said to me, we're covering Proverbs. If you can fit a proverb in, that would be great. That's what he said. And uh, what the Lord said to me, uh, he said, in this church today, there are people here who are worn out. It might not be everybody. Some of you might be buzzing, really refreshed. But there are people that are quite exhausted and quite worn out. And, um, and he said to me, what I want to do is I want, I'm here. I'm going to be there. And he, he's probably already started. As I say, I'm like yesterday's news sometimes. Uh, but what he, he said to me, I want to refresh his people. I want to refresh his people. So it could be that you're exhausted in your body, your body's falling to bits. It could be that, uh, you know, something, there's an affliction on you, maybe a spirit of affliction on the body. I want to pray for you that that affliction comes straight off right now. 
uh, or if your body's just worn down, I get an impression that there are people who are just worn down physically and it's affected you. And God's here to restore bodies today. Amen. So I want to pray for that. It might be your mind that you're just exhausted in your mind. There's so much going on. There's things that are worrying you. There's things that are uh, sitting on you. There's something that clouds your judgment, affects you, and you're just worn down. You'd like to be full of faith. You'd like God to just enthuse you. You want to say, "Don't, oh, my soul, don't be shy on me. Get up and praise the Lord. But right now, there's no petrol in the engine. Right now, the battery's flat. God is here today to restore and refresh his people. It could be your spirit that you've um, just been worn down. You've been discouraged. Maybe things have happened or said, and it's gone into your spirit. And it's, to put it in psychological terms, and this is a minimum statement, an understatement, it's demotivated you. You've lost heart. And and, and, and I actually see a picture where there's just a little residue of hope left, but not much I want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. And we're going to see God touch people's lives today. Amen. So it's that background. I'm just going to... I've got enough enough notes here to keep you here for three hours. So I'll just do a few things. Five, ten minutes. And then we're going to pray. And then we're going to see God move. Amen. Is that okay? And then maybe one day I'll actually preach a sermon. That might be good. Okay. But it doesn't really matter. God, it's just been wonderful. This is the way it should be. Church isn't a one-man ministry. It isn't an up-front execution from a special uh, designated person. It's the body of Christ moving in the power of the Spirit, ministering to one to another, imparting the power of God um, as each sinew feeds the various parts of the body. Amen. And that's what's happened today. That's why I've got no time. Amen. So I thought of this this um, scripture, because you said Proverbs, okay, so we'll start with this one. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. I, I can't recall ever reading from this translation, but I do like it. I have liked it, but I, I haven't used it before. And it's Proverbs 3, 6 to 8. And it says this. Because God wants to refresh you. How do I get refreshed? How can we create the context for the Holy Spirit to feed into our spirit, feed into our mind, feed into our body healing, strength, vision, hope, 
passion, faith, love, aspiration. How? Well, here it is. Because I, I'm going to do this, a, a little technique, which if you, if you know someone who struggles to read or rec recall things, this is a little method we'll do. I'll read the, I'll read the scripture, then we'll, I'll read it, and then you can repeat it after me. And what will happen, you'll find that it will lock into your spirit. It will embed into your memory, just doing this sort of approach. Okay, so I'll read the scripture. Become intimate with him in whatever you do. And he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find healing, refreshment in your body and in your spirit long for, that your spirit longs for. Amen. So let's just read that together. I'll, t I'll read it in sections and you just repeat it after me. You ready? Become intimate with him. Become intimate with him. In whatever you do. In whatever you do. And he will lead you. And he will lead you. Wherever you go. Don't think for a moment. That you know it all. For wisdom comes. When you adore him. With undivided devotion. And avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find healing refreshment in your body, which your spirit longs for. Amen. Just a few thoughts on that. We might not be able to go any further than this. Become intimate with him. You know, when things are going bad and you're shaken to the core and you're confused and you don't know where to go and there's no strength left in you. Hebrews 12 says, looking onto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. That's what it says there, doesn't it? Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. We go through times of uncertainty, disappointment, difficulty, um, and, and sometimes we're spinning. And you say, well, Lord, what's my first move? And your first move is, God, I want to get closer to you today. I want to, I want to get intimate with you. As people said to me, what are you going to do when you hand City Church over? I mean, what's your plan? What's your retirement plan? I said, I'm not retiring. <laughs> I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to try and get closer to Jesus. That's the plan. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, God, our hearts cry to touch you and 
let you come closer to, to us. And once he starts coming closer, the thoughts, the ideas, the plan, the strategy, I just say, God, I just want you to, I want to become more intimate with you. Intimacy. In whatever you do, and he'll lead you wherever you go. Amen. You thinking about your next step? Start with the first step. Lord, I just want to get back to becoming closer, more intimate with you. I can't do anything about this, int- about this disappointment, this despair, this attack, this difficulty. But Lord, what I can do is I can just say, God, I want my heart to get intimate with you. Don't think that for a moment that you know everything. This is what God hates spiritual pride we're the best church in the world I remember when the revival struck on this church and we were asked to have a visiting speaker he's one of the most boring preachers that ever we ever invited We had the late night service, went to the late night service. You know what he said? He said, the reason there's a revival on this church is because I'm here. (laughs) You see, that's a problem if God moves. You start to think it's you. Don't be proud in your own eyes. Stay small and God will make you big. Serve others and God will fulfill all your needs. Amen. Get smaller and then you'll get bigger. I used to be like that. First 10 years. When I started out, I didn't know anything. After 10 years, I thought I knew everything. And then I had a radical experience. He said, God showed me what I was going to turn into if I carried on like that. And I went back to being a child again. I'm going back to being a child again. People said, what's it like? What's it like? What's it like not running a city church? I said, it's like Saturday every day, every day. I feel like, do you know what I feel like? I feel like what I was like before I went to school. (laughs) I just play out. (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen to this. Wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion. This is why worship is so important. I've got to learn to love him again. I've got to learn to get closer to him again. That's the plan. And I would say, you know, with the worship group, always said it, as if you've got to model it. You've got to model it from the front. The church won't rise beyond what they see from what you model. 
I think I've said this story many times. I was a Baptist minister. I had my own throne in our Baptist church. We had four thrones. They really were big wooden thrones. They were worth a fortune. And I had my black suit on. Nice tie. And, uh, and David Borson has just been through. He said to all the Baptist ministers, your church won't rise any further than you, generally speaking. So if you want to see things happen, they've got to see it through you. So we're in the middle of worshiping the, the Lord. And, uh, and Paul Griffiths, who's the leader of um, Ormskirk Christian Cottage Lane in Ormskirk. He uh, he was the worship leader, and uh, he, in the middle of the, one of the songs, I said, "We'll just have the church organ with a hymn, and then we'll have a couple of choruses, you know, to include everybody, and then I'll do my sermon and all this." And um, anyway, uh, we're. We started with the chorus section. And Paul's playing his guitar. All of a sudden, we're talking about a Baptist church now. He starts skipping around around the room, playing the guitar at the same time. And I thought, oh, isn't this wonderful? It's great to see freedom in the, in the church. I'm glad I, do, I don't have to do it. And the Lord said to me, get going. <laughs> I'm a Baptist minister. We don't do things like that. He said, I said, are you going to obey me or aren't you? I said, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I've got no coordination skills. I wouldn't have a clue what to do. He said, just jump. And this is what I did. I was like this, like a, like a, I just went one, two, like this. On the third jump, the Holy Ghost just fell on the church and there was a revival. Amen. Devotion. Devotion. If you want to see this church filled and the glory come, worship is critical. Because it isn't just about the message, it's about the atmosphere and the presence of God and the release of the power of God. Then you will find and avoid everything that's wrong. Just do things the right way. Be transparent. Be open. Just do things the right way. And then the Lord will send refreshment on our lives, on our church, on our ministries, on our callings. Listen to this in Acts 3, 19, 20. Repent of your sins. In other words, that means change the way you're thinking about things. Repent. Change the way you're thinking about things and your attitude about things. That's repentance. Okay? It's, it's not remorse. Repentance might involve remorse. 
because your lifestyle like mine was a total disgrace. It might involve conviction and remorse, but ultimately it's really the, the conviction and remorse comes to change the way you think and address your attitude. Amen. And the amount of times God's had to address my attitude. My argument's been right, but my attitude's been wrong. Have you, have you ever been there? It might be just me, just stupid. I might be the only stupid one in the church. Repent of your sins and turn to God. And then your sins will be wiped away. You see, when God changes your mind and your attitude, by usually, usually because we're so stupid, it involves conviction and remorse. But ultimately, once he changes your mind and your attitude, what you see, a supernatural power of the Holy Spirit will erase the past. It'll erase the guilt. It'll erase the memory. It'll erase the offense. It'll erase stuff. It will, the word there is, wipe out. In some of the versions, it's wash away. Amen. And sometimes it's these things that lock onto us like leeches that are the things that are actually killing our body, affecting our mind, um, um, polluting our spirit. So we can't be what God planned us to be. Then it says this, doesn't it? The times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm one of these people. I want to get refreshed every day. While I'm praying for you, I'm hoping the Lord will give me another dose myself. Hallelujah. How many people here would like another dose of God? How many here are stupid enough to think you've got it every, everything? You're stupid enough, are you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord. And I want to pray for people. To, I'm going to want to pray for the people who are sick, that the Holy Spirit is here. He said, I'm going to refresh people. He's going to impart a spirit of refreshment because there's people here who are worn out. That's what he, he said to me. So, you know, if, if you feel that you want the Lord to just refresh your spirit, could be heal your body, could be um, just bring peace to your soul and your mind. It could be that your spirit's been really damaged by somebody or something or something that's happened. It's really affected you. Don't walk away. Come out and we'll pray for you. And the spirit of the Lord is in this meeting to heal the sick, to connect people with God. And he's here to refresh and restore and, and uh, bring vigor and vitality to flat batteries. Amen. So, with no more ado, I'm going to ask Paul to, we're going to worship the Lord. Maybe we'll worship the Lord just once through, if that's okay. 
And then I'm going to call you forward. And then I want you to, I want you to come forward and we're going to pray. And God is going to renew your strength. And there's someone here, God is going to, it isn't that you haven't got any vision, you have got vision, but God's going to renew your vision. You know, it's a little bit like when you type something on the, on the computer and I get, I get a highlighter off the thing and I just highlight it. Well, you might have vision and Lord will highlight it. Amen. God's here to do miracles. Amen. For you and for me. Let's just pray. Jesus died on the cross. Let's close our eyes. He died on the cross so that your sins would be washed away. So that your past and the curses on your life will be broken. He died on the cross so that you would know that you've got eternal life abiding in you. God loves you. His heart has seen your tears. His ears have heard your cry. And his heart has been moved towards you. If you need God to embed eternal life in you so that you know that you'll go to heaven, you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that he rose from the dead, I'm going to pray a prayer for God to do that. I want you to pray with me. Dear God, I come to you. I'm hungry for you. I call on your name. Wash away my sin. Embed eternal life inside of me. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.